Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but to me, I've always felt, even when I was a kid, that the Redskins is where it needs to begin. Mm. And I think that there's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's a derogatory term. I, again, Indians itself isn't necessarily a derogatory term. Braves isn't necessarily, Chiefs isn't necessarily... Redskins, there's no way around it. It is a derogatory term. And to, for that to be, um, you know, like you said, it was part. Of, it's been part of the nation's framework. But for me, it's been, you know, the fact that that's been in our nation's capital especially is highlights the, uh, the bad part of our nation's framework. And I think that that is why it needs to be changed. But where do you go from there? Like, you know, this is, I mean... I think going coming into this podcast, I think that, that Bo and I are pretty understanding in the fact that because of what's happening and because of the money, that in all probability, the Redskins are going to change their name. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's happening. So what's what's next, though? And mm-hmm. it's it gets more complicated the further you go, Bo. I mean, like mm-hmm. you were saying, the Cleveland Indians... You know, their manager, Terry Francona, has even said that they think he thinks it's, you know, it's a time for a change. And, of course, if there is a time for a change, it's probably now based on what's going on. But what is it about the Indians, you know, it, that, is, that is offensive? Now, don't get me wrong. I understand why people could see that as offensive. But the biggest part of the problem that, that, that the Indians have had is with their... Uh, logo, their Chief Wahoo logo yeah, yeah. Uh, over the years. It's changed a little bit over the years than it's been, but it's it's clearly a person with a very red face in a very stereotypical and almost cartoon-like poor choice in comedy logo. Now, but this, but what Cleveland has done is they have they have already eliminated that. Mm-hmm logo any logo with the chiefs now it used to be on their hats used to be on their sleeves up until a couple years ago it's it was not it wasn't on their hats but it was still on their sleeves now it's nowhere so for the past two years it's been nowhere they're back to a c on their hat or a cursive i for indians on their hat and so i feel like i don't know what's going to happen and again i understand why the push would be for the change but i think that they've done their best. They've done everything they can to take the derogatoriness out of the Cleveland Indians without, up, and, up to the point of changing their name. I think they've tried to do everything they could now to keep that from happening. I don't know if they will keep it from happening, but you, know, you get what I'm saying, Bo? Like they've, oh, yeah. they've taken steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Atlanta Braves is the same way. They used to have a horrible horrible mascot mm-hmm. a horrible logo and but they still and the chiefs are the same way they have you know they've had poor choices in mascots and logos in the past 
but but what the what the Chiefs and Braves still both do is the tomahawk chop as a cheater. Mm-hmm. That to me is still offensive to a lot of people, and I feel like they might be able to get away with not changing their names if they can change that and a couple other things like that. Um, but it's really difficult. And then think about colleges, Bo. I mean, the Florida State Seminoles, they still have a rider with a spear that stabs it on the 50-yard line at the beginning of each game. Mm-hmm. And at some, sometimes they seem very supported by the local Seminole tribe in Florida, and sometimes they don't. Um, Eastern Michigan when I was a kid and for a long time they were the Eastern Michigan Hurons which is the name of a tribe it's also the name of the river that goes through Ypsilanti Mm -hmm. and the name of the main street that goes through Ypsilanti and one of the Great Lakes obviously Uh, but they were forced to change now they're the Eagles Um, but that was the the Hurons itself the name is not necessarily drawn to it's the name of a tribe but again, they you know there were issues with mascots and whatever else, and they decided to change. Central Michigan's the Chippewas. Their biggest financial supporter is the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe. So they're obviously working with Central's working with Native Americans mm-hmm. to figure out what they're going to do. Now, when they were you know in the seventies up, they had a spear as their helmet, like Florida State did and they had a bad mascot, they got rid of those. It's now that flying C that you see on their helmets, mm-hmm. and there is no Native American of any kind as a mascot or anything or a logo or anything like that. But that's that's working for progress. And I think that, you know, I don't know if everybody's, especially pro teams are taking that because it's a private entity, but as far as the anything surrounding Native Americans, both that's that's... Those are my thoughts, I guess, on those. Before we go into other other uh, other kinds of teams that don't, they, uh, do you have any more thoughts on specific all these different uh, teams that have some sort of Native American tie? I mean, I want to play like devil's advocate for a second. I mean, what if what if like uh, I don't know? I mean, what if like it's like it's meant to like glorify like Native Americans like you know you mentioned like the Florida State like the, the Seminole guy who you know does the whole routine before the game like um, what if it's almost like a way to like glorify it's like look at us you know we're we're, we're awesome you know we're gonna we're gonna kick your butt you know it's like we're, we're the we're the Indians you know that's right you know <laughs> like what is there any like I don't know is there any credit for that argument I mean is that like an argument I mean, at if, all if there is as long as if, if the team has talked about it with Native Americans, you know, mm-hmm. and like I said, Central has been very open in doing so to make sure that they can still, you know, honor the Saginaw Indi- uh, Chippewa Indian tribe by being the Chippewas mm-hmm. without doing anything derogatory. Uh, I, I, I suppose it all boils down to what the what the Native Americans think about what is happening with the Florida State Seminoles, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the public opinion on that changes, you know. So where where are they at now with their, you know, with talks with the Seminole Indian tribe? And it all boils down to that, I guess, is what I'm saying. Now, Chiefs, Indians, and Braves, it's a little broader. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it just depends on what they're doing. And to me, it, albeit way too late, the Cleveland Indians have done a lot of things to 
finally eliminate the Chief Wahoo logo and all kinds of things there. And but the and the Braves, I believe, have eliminated that from their any of their logos or anything like that. It's a tomahawk, um, which in itself isn't necessarily derogatory, although it's stereotypical. But it's if if that's what your name is, you know what I mean. I, it's it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still do the chop, and the Chiefs still do the chop, and like there's there's still things that can be done. I guess what I'm saying is that for most teams, there's still things that can be done to ensure that it is looked upon as more of a positive thing. And if they're doing the right things by working with those teams, then that is. Uh, then that's your answer, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. who am I as a white person to be upset about the Cleveland Indians if they're doing, if they've worked with Native American groups to put forth a better portrayal? You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't know how much that's done. I'm not saying that they have done that, but I'm saying that that's that's where the argument comes from. Like, when you think about, you talked about Sagatuck. You went to Sagatuck. It's the mm-hmm. Sagatuck Indians. There's a big mural in the gym mm-hmm. that is a Native American in a headdress. Yeah. It was done by a Native American. Mm-hmm. So what are you supposed to say to that? Like, I can't... How can I be offended by that if that's, that's you know, somewhat of an accurate portrayal by someone? Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's... But again, just because someone who is a Native American did that, that also doesn't mean that that will be approved by all Native Americans. There's, there's so many levels of gray to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To any of this, which is so difficult. Um, but again, I, I guess my take on those would be, you know, as, as long as they're doing enough, what are they doing? I don't think, and I think that while most teams are doing are starting to try to figure out ways to do things without changing the name, like Cleveland, getting rid of all those logos and mascots and things over the years. Are they doing enough in the community? You know, are they doing enough publicly to talk about the positive, um, the positive things, like to talk about Native Americans positively and show their rich history and traditions in a positive way I don't think any of the teams are doing that enough no yeah and I think that that is uh, that has been a big that's a big issue there um, that that I think isn't easily you know easily talked about I mean one of the reasons that Cleveland was started was named the Indians at one point is they had a Native American player. They had the first Native American player in the major leagues, Louis Sokalexis, mm-hmm. who was from uh, New England somewhere. I can't remember exactly which state in New England he was from. Um, mm-hmm. But he played for Cleveland, and they became the Cleveland Indians. And I don't know how direct it was. That, you know, Scholars vary in their level of linkage of directness from that. Um, but before that, they were named the Cleveland Naps. And it was because their best player, Napoleon Lashaway, went by Nap, and he still is the greatest player in the history of the Cleveland franchise. Mm-hmm. 
So how about that? He was the player manager, and they named well, the team after while he was still coaching. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is incredible. So there's other names. So it's not like the Cleveland Indians was not the original team name. Mm-hmm. So that's also important to know. Yeah. It was changed to that in the teens. But, like, they were the Naps at times before that. You know, they, they had a varying different thing. I feel like they were – there was one – uh, offshoot. There was not the same franchise, but they were the Cleveland Blues maybe at one point. Um, but in the American Association, which before the American League, there was the National League and the American Association in the like 1880s. Here's your history lesson, Bo. Yeah. Um, there was a team in Cleveland. They the Cleveland Spiders. And Cy Young was on their team. Mm-hmm. And they won a championship. They won the Temple Cup, which back in the 1880s, was the equivalent of the World Series. They had a few years where the top team in the National League played the top team in the American Association for the championship. Ty, or Cy Young led them to the Temple Cup when they were the Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> so if you want to go with an original historical yeah. team name, maybe they should be the Spiders. Yeah. But but there's, there's just, there's so much there. I mean, do they do, I mean, I've been to Cleveland's ballpark. Do they do enough to showcase you know, the positive traditions of, of Native American history? No. They don't do enough to show that at the stadium that Louis Sokalexis even played there. Mm-hmm. So that, well, at least when I went there mm-hmm. a couple years ago, that was the case. There's, They may have done that. I know that they've put up a new statue of Frank Robinson there who was the first black manager in the Major League history, and he did so for the Cleveland Indians. And there's a statue of him there now, and they, they're starting to be better about honoring that kind of stuff. So maybe they do have some more stuff about Louis Sock Alexis now. But th- even so, if, if there's a pro sports team that has any sort of name tie or anything to Native Americans, they need to be so active in talking about and promoting the positive history of Native Americans that we all need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not happening for anybody. But uh, th- but you go past that. It's not just Native American names, too. I mean, the Texas Rangers, that was a, you know, a group that uh, that is kind of legendary, but also, um, you know, infamous as well, too. I mean, they were, a, you know, a gunslinging group in Texas that were known for bravery and all this, you know, other kind of stuff that they've done. But also some of that stuff uh, was, you know, involving killing of Mexicans or Native Americans or African Americans in Texas. Mm-hmm. It still had, while it had a an overly positive, legendary status in Texas. When you look deeper, it still had a. It still has a. I don't know if white supremacist is too far or not far enough, but they they def, it definitely had a, you know white i guess i I, i'm not sure what the right term is there but but it definitely seemed like possibly white supremacy or white whether it was direct indirect whether they claimed like the kkk to be white supremacists or whether they i don't know if that's true i don't think that's true but they they definitely did some things that would be construed now as racism for sure Mm -hmm. um so would you change the texas rangers i mean that's a pretty iconic name too and then we were like we were saying the Crusaders, Holland Calvary is the Crusaders, Hudsonville Unity Christian is the Crusaders. I mean, and it's somebody that's 
uh, it's a, a popular name for um, you know for Christian uh, for Christian teams and Christian schools. Mm-hmm. But is it like you know it's the, you know if you look it up in the dictionary it says either a fighter a fighter in the medieval crusades or a person who campaigns vigorously for political, social, or religious change. So what's the change that you're, you know, that you're pushing for? So you're either, as a, as a high school team, especially high school teams, even though they're private schools, you're talking about teams that are in the MHSAA, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, because they compete with public schools. So you're talking about team names that are specifically driven on religious change which which kind of can have a connotation that you're trying to convert everyone to christianity which is a really hard issue too <laughs> because yeah. you know one of the basis of christianity is to be an evangelical and to spread the word of christianity mm-hmm. but at the same time in the public schools world that we live in that can be seen as kind of offensive. Or if you're taking it as the crusader, as the warrior, you're talking about a group that followed, you know, followed British kings to the Holy Land and slaughtered a whole bunch of people who were not white and not Christian. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can be taken offense to that, too. And again, I'm not I don't know where the line is drawn anywhere, but you could come up with anything. I mean, like, are we getting to the point where every. I mean, well, we talked about this earlier. The Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. It's just a color. Their mascot has is, it's always been, I mean, their mascot has been the dog pound. But they, like, they're, it's just a color. It's not a, it's, their, their logo and their mascot is not a brown person like a Mexican person or an Indian person or whatever. But where do you, where do you draw the line? I mean, like, it's, the word brown is just a color, mm-hmm. but it also is not just a color anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's just it's just hard. Are we going to get to a point where everyone has to be an animal name? Or are we going to get to a point that's so far removed that we have, you know, that, that animal rights people are going to talk about the way we portray animals <laughs> like right. in these logos? I mean, where does it end? Yeah. I mean, are, are we get so is that going to put us to where like English, like uh, European soccer clubs? Is it just going to be, hey, this is the Holland High School football club. Hey, this is the Holland High oh, School God. baseball club. Yeah. Hey, this is the, um, I mean, you think about it too. I mean, it's this, there's nothing wrong with being Dutch, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the Holland High School Dutch and Holland public schools is around 50% not white. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than 50% not white. And definitely not Dutch, but there's a lot of Dutch, obviously, and that's kind of Holland's thing. But when you talk about, I mean, that I suppose that could be taken by offense people too. If you're African American, you go to Holland public schools. I mean, the Dutch were kind of the leaders of the slave trade for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same argument we have with tulip time. Everybody's like, "Oh, tulip time—that's a Dutch thing." Well, those all those tulips are native to West Africa. The only reason they were brought back to the Netherlands is because of the slave trade. Yeah. So, so this, so do we stop doing tulip time? You know what I mean? Right. Like there's, you can make a case on either side for almost everything, and it's exhausting, Bo. It's yeah. exhausting. 
And that's that's where like my point is. It's like, look, you know, if you're gonna, if we have these names, let's use it as a positive thing. It doesn't have to be negative. You know, it can right. be. No, I mean, I can't say. I mean, I'm not Native American. I mean, I guess I think I. My mom said one time we have some Native American in our. But honestly, you know, I'm white. So I mean, you don't identify as an Native. No, American, not not even close. <laughs> yeah, don't even want to. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's like. I don't know. It, it's like people automatically, like, you know, they hear, oh, Cleveland Indians, bam. It's like, oh, negative, you know, oh, that's horrible. But it's like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Native Americans are a huge part of this uh, this country's history. Unfortunately, some of the, oh, a lot of that pretty negative, you know, history. Um, but I think it really could be used as a way to, like, you know, okay, listen, we're not going to change every single team name, you know. But what we are going to do is, is we're going to, you know, we're going to bring – you're going to bring emphasis to this. You know, when we take people on tours of our stadium, we're going to have a whole thing about, you know, hey, look, our name's the Indians, and here's why, you know, and, like, this whole positive thing. Here's what we've done. You know, here's how we've helped the Native American community, and here's how, here's why we're proud to call ourselves, you know, the Indians. It's like, it could be this really positive thing, but at the end of the day, you know, that's up to the organizations and the individual teams. You know, it's, that's really, you know, that's their prerogative. So, I mean, I think it's really up to them to, really make this more of a positive thing as opposed to a negative thing. Right. And then you've got, uh, I mean, further than just that, I mean, when you think about where we are with other names, like the Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big stereotype. Yeah. You know, but if they're, and they're, you know, Notre Dame's logo and mascot is a leprechaun, or maybe not a leprechaun, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. an, an Irish guy. I honestly don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's supposed to be a leprechaun or if it's just an Irish-clad person yeah. ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, that's a huge stereotype. Yeah. And then you've got you know, there's a college in um, in Louisiana that's the Raging Cajuns. Mm-hmm. You know what does that mean? You know, like, is that, how, how, is that positive or not? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and will, do Irish people think the fighting Irish is positive or not? It's the same kind of a thing as something like a brave it, on its, on paper. It can be seen that way. You know, it's a, it's something you could take positively, but you also could take very negatively. And that's the thing. And I think like, let's, I was picking on Holland because they're the Dutch and it's not, you know, maybe it once was, like, all Dutch, you know, years ago. But, like, they do a really good job at Holland. Like, I should, and, I, and I, I hope people are listening long enough to get to this part of it. They do a great job of promoting, not even just a good job, they do a great job of promoting inclusive, inclusive inclusiveness, what's the, I'm losing my words here, inclusiveness, yeah. Yeah. diversity, and education about that at Holland, in Holland Public Schools. They do a great job of that. Um, and at the high school specifically, they do, you know, I mean, their soccer team is called Los Dutch. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. in, they've integrated that the um, Latino culture into their soccer name. So they, they've got, you know, the, and they, they talk about it. They discuss it. They work as teams about it. And they talk about it in school. My kids go to Holland Public Schools. They talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is huge and I don't think anybody is screaming to take the Dutch name away um, because they don't see it as offensive and they're taking the steps to ensure that it doesn't ever seem offensive 
And I think that's basically the thing. I think Sagatuck the same way. They they had a Native American paint that mural on there, and I think that if I remember correctly, they talk about stuff like that with mm-hmm. their nickname. It's not uh, it's not something that just goes unsaid, and it is what it is, and that's it. It's the discussions are happening, um, and I think that that is the most important. That's the most important thing. I mean, but where do you like? You're, I mean, we. I'm still thinking of other things. Let's think of the old iconic Chicago Blackhawks logo. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. offensive? Is it not offensive? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many. There's so many. It'll never end. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. I mean, eventually we're going to get to a point where you're like Chicago Cubs. Um, are are you talking to them because they're kids and Cubs are kids? They're not adults. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many. I mean, that's obviously. Over the top on purpose, my little argument there. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But that's the hard part. So I think the key to all of it is, now first of all, I will say, I think the Redskins name should be changed. When I was seven, I thought the Redskins name should have been changed. Mm-hmm. And to me, the fact that that has endured that long shows you how far our country still needs to come. I mean, and that, that wasn't talked about more until 2013. Um, but if I feel like it doesn't take... Besides, I think that one's just too derogatory. But after, when you get past that, I don't know what the right answer is for the rest of names that people could take offense to. But I think the answer clearly, whether name changes happen or not, the answer clearly needs to be teams and schools and whatever need to be talking about this and need to be discussing it and, and being able to make sure it is seen as a positive thing. You know, if their team name is... If it's the Saugatuck Indians, let's make it a positive. Even if your name is the Crusaders, let's make it a positive and show everybody how we're making it a positive. And I think that the major league teams need to do that. The college teams need to do that. High school teams need to do that. I think, you know, we talk about in the whole scope of, you know, Black Lives Matter, the biggest point that is brought up is that we need to make sure we're having these discussions about race. And I think that's the same thing for the teams we need to make sure these discussions are happening and that is a challenge to every team that has a name that could be considered that the team name needs to be there uh, or what if the team name is there you need to be ensuring that it can be seen as a positive and be able to you know when someone takes say hey that could be offensive and you the schools up from high school all the way to the pros need to be able to say i understand what you're saying but here's why mm-hmm and then have, here's why we have it, and here's what we're doing about it, then I think that, that, that that's a bigger answer to me, and those discussions will go much longer than what the actual name is of a professional sports team. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't uh, agree more. Yeah. Again, except I still think the Redskins is so awful mm-hmm. uh, that it's a derogatory term, and if it was a derogatory term about anybody else, there's no way it would fly like that. And I think part of the problem is, you know, people are like, well, you know, there aren't enough Native Americans speaking up about it. You know, if, if even if it's just a handful, you know what, there's not more Native Americans out there and there's not more that are willing to be outspoken about it because of the slaughtering that we did when we got here. Yeah. So I don't think you could be like, well, not enough Native Americans take offense to this. Well, maybe all the ones that were killed just for being on their own land would disagree with you. Um, so 
I think it's ridiculous that that's still a team name. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it's a slippery slope with a lot of names, and you gotta be doing, you gotta, you can't, if you're a team owner or the head of a school or whatever, you can't do or say nothing. I think that's been the biggest problem over the years is that people don't want to get involved. They don't want to put themselves out there and say something, you know, that question something that has never really been questioned before because it could lead to backlash. But schools and if you're going to have that name, you've got to be able to back it up mm-hmm. with a, with reasons and with education. So yeah. that's my hot take on that. Um, but I, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure based on one of the way things are going that the Washington Redskins will not be the Redskins for much longer. But I don't know what's going to happen with ones after that, and I don't know what should. Um, but again, if we can all make sure we're talking about it, and make sure, any, like I said, the schools, this is on the schools, man. So if you're a school administrator and you're listening to this, please make sure that you are doing enough to, you know, to show the positive traditions and history of whatever your name is, whether it be the Indians, the Fighting Irish, you know, the anything. Even the Cubs or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Show why it's a good nickname. You should be able, because otherwise, why is it your nickname? If you can't tell us why you made this your nickname, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have a nickname. Mm-hmm. So, Because otherwise, what's the point? If you're so identified, if teams are so identified to a name, and I'm talking pro, pro college, high school, whatever, you know, when we're when you're a kid, they you know, you have T-ball and stuff, they ask you, what should our team name be? And you talk about ideas and then you vote on it. It's this very democratic process when you're five years old. You know, maybe you want to be the the big waves or maybe you want to be the tigers or maybe you want to be whatever. But you talk about it. Why is that so like And you, there's a reason you pick those names as a T-ball kid. Those, those reasons need to be apparent to everyone who goes to those schools or supports those teams. Mm-hmm. Whether they're the Cubs or the Fighting Irish, you know. Yeah. Why are they the Cubs? There's a good. There's a good reason. Mm-hmm. So let's hear it. Do you know what the reason is that they're the Cubs? I don't. Neither do I. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. So yeah. any final thoughts, sir? No, I think. Uh, no, I think we pretty much nailed it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the education is the key. Mm-hmm. And that is the key to just just about everything we're talking about in our country as a whole right now mm-hmm. is having conversations and being educated. So there's, it's not a huge surprise that that should be what's happening here. But at the same time, you know, it shouldn't have taken until two years ago for the Cleveland Indians to lose that horrible mascot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it's you know, these things are taking too long because the conversations aren't happening. Mm-hmm. So hopefully... At bare minimum, if whatever this happens with the Redskins, they have, I'm, I'm still hoping that theirs gets changed. But I hopefully, they're, just this issue being out there is forcing everybody to get educated about uh, everything from, you know, from, like I said, from Native American culture and history to a fighting Irish to anything. So there's, you can never be too educated. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. And, uh, um, we'll you'll see what other issues come up with sports. There's plenty of there's plenty of issues coming up, 
people. We really thought that COVID was going to be a time where we were struggling for things to talk about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it really hasn't been the case. I mean, except for, you know, a couple of couple of hot weeks where the everything had been canceled. And then that was it. But now we got yeah. plenty of things to talk about. So in the coming weeks, who knows? We'll be talking about Major League Baseball starting, players opting out, other sports happening, what's going on with NASCAR. You, you never know. So... We'll have plenty of things to talk about next week, but uh, that's all for this week. For Bo, I'm Dan, and we'll see you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.